Welcome to Decomposition. I'm your host, Anjali. My name is Mernal. And this is our podcast where we take a song every week uh, and we break it down to the lyrics and the music theory behind it. And we go over why we like this song and why it's catchy to us in particular. Mernal, you want to introduce this week's song? Yeah, this week we're going to be taking a look at a band that I loved growing up. This is a band called Yellow Card. Um, and this is their hit song, Ocean Avenue. It came out in 2003. And we're bringing this up because Yellow Card this summer is going on a reunion tour, 20-year reunion tour. Um, And it's been 20 years since this song came out. So I thought it'd be relevant to talk about this song. Great. All right. So um, just a couple, if you've never heard of this song before, this is kind of a pop punk song. So we're talking power chords. We're talking distorted guitars. We're talking um, high-pitched vocals. a lot of heavy drums that's kind of the genre we're in this time but um kind of what was your first impression out of this uh my first impression is that it's a very simple rhyme scheme that actually goes a very long way so i think it it makes itself very catchy and in some very fun ways um, Mm -hmm. with the with their patterns yeah um for me um i'm gonna borrow a analogy that one of my music teachers taught me and this was kind of about food and i'll get to why this matters but He said, um, you could be in the mood for the fanciest meal of your life, right? Let's say steak dinner at a high-end steakhouse. Mm -hmm. Um, Or you could be in the mood for, like, something crappy, a hot dog, a frozen pizza, whatever, right? And he said, if you are in the mood for a hot dog, no matter how good that steak is, it's not going to satisfy that feeling that you have for a hot dog. So what I'm getting to is, this is kind of a hot dog of a song. It's not that complex. It is not that musically uh, sophisticated or any of that. But goddamn, is it a fun song to listen to. <laughs> and it satisfies that craving. It's a hot dog of a song. I'll agree with you on that. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know where you were going with that. Yeah. And that was not expected. I mean, we've talked a lot about a lot of like masterful writing on this podcast, right? But You're right. It's a hot dog. But this one, it's not at that level of writing, but we love this song all the same. And I think it's so fun to talk about why we love it so much, even if it's not that musically complicated. You yeah. Know? yeah. Right off the top, I mentioned this song is built off of power chords, mm-hmm. which means uh, there's no third of a chord. Typically, a chord is made up of three notes, um, a root note. Uh, which is like if it's an A chord is an A, then the third, which is three notes up from that, and then a fifth, which is three notes up from, uh, or sorry, five notes up from the root, right? Yeah. So a way a chord is defined as a major or minor is if you take the third and you make it uh, flat, that's a minor, and if you leave it where it is, that's a major. Okay. Um, In power chords, they just straight up don't play the third. They play the root and the fifth, and that's it. Okay. So you cannot define the chord as a major or a minor. It's just a power chord. Oh. So um, what that means is typically using major or minor will help you set like a mood. Like we've talked about minors being kind of haunting. Um, I think we talked about last episode in when we did All Time Lost Monsters. Mm-hmm. When there's no um, third, the mood is set somewhere else, not based off the pitch of the chords. Got it. So, so it's more about, like, what are they singing, how are they singing it, than, like, the chords themselves. The chords just give a really strong mm-hmm. backdrop to whatever they're going to say. Yeah, and um, it entirely depends also on, like, the tone of the guitar, right? You use an acoustic guitar, it's going to sound different than, like, a really heavy electric guitar. Yeah. 
Um, it's going to matter the rhythm you play, the speed you play at. Those are the things that come into um, factor, right? Yeah. Like, um, for example, the main guitar riff, which the song kind of revolves around, is all power chords. If I play it right here, it's like... Right? So it's super rhythmic, it's super jumpy, and it gets you excited, you know? Um, so it gets you kind of in that, in that mood of a little bit of a happier kind of feeling because it's so jumpy, so, so moving. And then, they, you know, they throw in that uh, drum kit behind it um, that's also playing very similar rhythm as well. So it all kind of lines up mm -hmm. um, versus something like um, another famous song with power chords is like, um, is a... Uh, Paranoid by Black Sabbath. It's something like... Right? So that gives you a different kind of mood than this one does, you know? Less jumpy, but more punchy, straightforward. So that's kind of how power chords work, and the genre of pop punk absolutely loves power chords. So yeah. um, it's a standout feature of this song, so I just thought I'd go on a little tangent there. But, no, that's yeah. great. Mm -hmm. So that kind of sets us up into uh, kind of the first verse here, and if you want to go into talking about sure. that. Yeah. yeah, so with the lyrics, uh, we start with the verse of, um, there's a place off Ocean Avenue where I used to sit and talk with you. We were both 16 and it felt so right, sleeping in all, <laughs> sleeping all day, staying up all night, <laughs> staying up all Wait, he does it twice? Staying up all night. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I, I didn't mean to sound surprised by that, but yes, I didn't want to have to do the bit again. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there's a place on the corner of Cherry Street. We would walk on the beach in our bare feet. We were both 18 and it felt so right. Sleep in all day, staying up all night. <laughs> staying up all night. It actually says that right there. No, right. yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you see, I've written. Um, no, <laughs> so... I basically what I'm trying to get at with this is that like it's not a complicated lyric. Uh, they're in a place we're mm -hmm. hanging out. We're 16 now. We're 18. Whatever it is, mm -hmm. we're in different locations. We are staying up all night. Yeah. But what really comes out of it is that nigh, it, mm -hmm. which um, pop punk is pretty famous for. They do all the, uh, you know, the voice inside my yeds and oh. the... <laughs> yeah, you're talking about the, um, they merge their vowels and consonants together to get this sound. That's a very sophisticated way of putting it. I yeah. was going to say sounding like a little whiny boy, um, yeah. but they do it well and damn it, it's <laughs> catchy. Like... There's nothing I want to sing except that no. Yeah, like the N, uh, N and no, I and night just becomes one yeah. E I. Yeah, it's just the the um, what is it called? The the teen boy angst. Mm -hmm. Just it's all in that note. Yeah, <laughs> and that's what I live for is yeah. that teen boy angst, and I think that that is like I wrote down here that it's a gimmick, but and that that's used as like a negative thing, but that's the thing that makes this whole song work yeah if they didn't do that i don't think i'd like this song this as much. entire song is about feeling it's all about and, that, and it adds that that angst is part of that feeling no i, I yeah. can't stop doing it yeah <laughs> it sticks in your head doesn't it um yeah so can i talk about a Go little ahead. bit here um as well the whole reason that the night stands out is also rhythmically right so i just said yeah. you know they use power chords so melodically you're not it's not that complicated where the song shines is rhythm. Um, so I just played that opening riff, and it's that super syncopated, jumpy kind of rhythm, right? That 
right? So you feel that jump, you feel that drive, right? And that goes through the whole verse right up until he says the word night. So when this jumpy rhythm is going, the guitar is doing it, the mm-hmm. bass is doing it, the drum kit is doing it, to an extent, even his vocals are doing it. Yeah. And then he hits that night and he holds that note out and you feel all this driving and then it's just like a goosh. Like if you, um, if you ever been on a road trip where like parts of the freeway are paved and parts are not, or like aren't newly paved and aren't, uh, so, you know, your car is jumping along and then you hit that fresh pavement and just, you know, that feeling. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I kind of get when he hits this night and then they pair it with the guitar where you have one guitar doing that jumpy rhythm and then you have this, when he says night and between the two, um, he repeats staying up all night between the two. They play this guitar line that's just super smooth, right? So if I play that real quick, it's like... Right? So they play that super smooth guitar contrasted with that really rhythmic guitar in the um, in the first part of the verse. And it creates this dichotomy. And that drives the song. That gets you interested, right? Because, yeah. a lot, to be honest, a lot of the song is repetitive. Like you said, this rhyme scheme is simple. So what are you actually listening to? Why is this song so catchy? It's all in the rhythm. Right. So I love that um, dichotomy. And like you said, putting in that feeling of angst puts a little <laughs> finish on it. Yeah. A delicate little cherry on top mm-hmm. of this beautiful Sunday of teen boy feelings. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I like to point out, um, I'll get to this a little later, but how lighthearted these lyrics are. We've done a lot of heavy songs on this podcast so far. This is so lighthearted. He's talking about, you know, there's a girl, he's 16, he meets her out on the corner of Ocean Avenue and Cherry Street. Mm-hmm. you know um yeah it's it matches the mood right now at least yeah it's like it's a, a song about youth and some nostalgia in there as well mm-hmm. so it's not it's not negative um yeah. but it's not overwhelmingly positive but yeah it's just like a it's just a fun little bop yeah and yeah. to it's, i think it should be noted also it's all in past tense so he is not 18 or 16 at the mm-hmm. time of this singing i should say but he's thinking about something that happened right well i mean we'll hear that in the chorus which uh if i can go into that yeah it says if i could find you now things would get better we could leave this town and run forever let your waves crash down on me and take me away (laughs) (laughs) sorry he does it better but more 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 the angst but like what i love about this is um that instead like it seems like it's going to be a simple like rhyme like better and forever mm-hmm. but like he adds that if i could find you now things would get better and then mm-hmm. we could leave this town and run forever so like yeah he gives it a little bit of complexity but not so much that it that you lose your way in the song yeah. so as far as like making this into a radio hit that works really well because mm-hmm. anyone can sing along with this because we can predict which vowel you're going to land on yeah. even if we don't know the exact words mm-hmm. and i think you know the desperation in his voice really comes across in this one right so we talked about the first verse he's 16 18 he's nostalgic about this and now it's kind of the reveal of oh this person's no longer in his life right if i can yeah. find you now yeah. and you could hear the when he sings it he hits that those high notes and you could feel the desperation in that melody yeah and that really sends it home that really makes this relatable i think because we're all nostalgic for something in the past, right? Yeah. So you, when you hear that, if I could find you now, and he holds that now, and he puts that angst into it, yeah. it really that's what uh, plucks at like your heartstrings, right? That feeling and emotion right there. Yeah. Um, going back rhythmically real quick, if you don't mind. Uh, the guitars change in the chorus. Now they're straight. It's sure. the same chords, right? But they're playing something like... Mm-hmm. 
so something a lot less jumpy than it was before. But how do you keep the song driving, right? It, he takes it off in the melody. So if I play that melody, you can hear that kind of jumpiness that he plays around with the notes there. It's something like... So you can hear that those like that little part that uh mm-hmm. that he puts in there that gives that that drive that's still there and of course the drum set is also doing that as well i think but, it also gives it a little bit of the angsty tones yeah uh, that little whine of like like yeah the, the fact changing that two notes. when he plays it without um you know the hammer-ons without those little leading notes into it and playing mm-hmm. it just straight on the beat it's um it'll sound something like Which is a little devoid of feeling. Yeah. And like you said, feeling drives the song. Yeah. Right? So adding in those notes back in, you can feel the desperation that he pushing to reach those notes. I think also, I have watched him sing live. He's not the best. So he really is pushing to sing those <laughs> notes, you know? so hard. So when he's trying that hard, that, that effort, I think, comes across. Because he's also, you know, if I could find you now, that effort comes across. So I think if it was easy for him to hit those notes, you wouldn't feel the same about this song, you know? But, yeah. That's interesting. I don't know if it shows a limited vocal range. I don't know if... I, I don't know that I know enough about singing to say that for sure. But whatever the effect he's going for, I think he's hitting it because, like, you're like you're right. It's hitting the emotional note of like desperation. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it's it's yeah, it's probably not easy. But, but like he's older. It's not like. I mean, I saw him when this song came out. Yeah, you're right. Like yeah. a lot of them, like got better over time. Like um, uh, Fall Out Boy, uh, Patrick oh, yeah. Stump, like incredible singer now. But I've seen some of his live stuff from before, yeah. and uh, pretty mid. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> incredible songwriting but like as far as vocals go much improvement has happened yeah. in the last few years i think um patrick Stump live was iffy but at least in the studio he had this yeah crazy studio he was range. great yeah but it's but, really hard to sing live yeah yeah but i think for yellow card um the singer's name is ryan key even on a studio recording you can hear it he's that's that's at the edge of his vocal range oh. you know? he's straining for it <laughs> okay yeah. so i i didn't follow his song back in the day i mm-hmm. like i heard pop punk the way the rest of the world hunt, heard it like on the radio kind of a thing yeah. i don't think i really sought it out um but yeah so i, I don't i don't know the specifics of his vocal range but mm-hmm. yeah you're right like then i'll take your word for it on that yeah, yeah but then he goes into uh so he's got that ow like sound like breaking up the better and forever rhyme so he's mm-hmm. got like if I find you now things would get better we could leave this town and run forever then you're kind of expecting the same thing but i like how he changes it up and, mm-hmm. and doesn't end on a rhyme he says let your waves crash down mm-hmm. on me and take me away yay yay yeah so like that is a nice uh way to kind of push you back into the verses yeah and that it serves the best way to push you back and the way he sings it too it evokes the rhythm of the guitar. Like, mm-hmm. um, that last line in the chorus goes something like... Right? So he's doing that little jumpy rhythm again, right? That, And then as soon as he ends that line, the guitar goes back too. So I love the the transition he builds into that line, the way he sings it. Yeah, it like resolves on it, like that note, the away yeah. like resolves that chorus and mm-hmm. brings us back. So there's a piece of you. Uh, so next verse. There's yeah. a piece of you that's here with me. It's everywhere I go. It's everything I see. 
When I sleep, I dream, and it gets me by. I can make believe that you're here tonight. That you're yeah. here tonight. So, <laughs> and again, the catchiest part is that tonight, like yeah. the little vocal gimmick that he's doing yeah. on those. And same deal here. He uses that same guitar line, contrasting the rhythm. It's yeah. pretty similar to the first verse. Lyrics, again, not too complicated. Piece of hear, you here with me. So he's mm-hmm. just, it's that nostalgia is following him around and it's everything I see. Um, and like just wishing for back then. So then he goes back into that chorus of, yeah. if I could find you now, things would get better. We would leave this town and run forever. I know somewhere, somehow we'll be together. Let your waves crash down on me and take me away. Yeah. So he's extended the chorus by an extra line at this mm-hmm. point, uh, adding that somewhere, somehow we'll be together. Yeah. But he's keeping that same pattern of the ow sound Mm-hmm. Uh, rhyming or breaking up the the better forever together rhymes. Yeah, and then that last line again does not match that rhyme. Yeah, I think um, we talked about last episode about how every time you um, repeat something in a song, a lot mm-hmm. of things are repeated, but you want to change it just a little bit. Yeah, and that keeps your listener interested. So I like how they add that line in there, and then each chorus in the song then becomes slightly distinct. Right. So like yeah. with uh, All Time Low, when they do a different chorus, they'll, they'll have the same words, but they'll sing it differently. And then he, yeah. uh, over here with Ocean Avenue, uh, Yellow Card is like adding an, a whole extra line of lyrics in yeah. there, but keeping the same rhyme scheme. So it's not so different that it's scary to your listener, mm-hmm. but it is like, oh, we can just pretend like we were going to say that and keep singing along with yeah. you. <laughs> like Plus, it really helps for the radio hits. And it gives you something to look, look forward to, right? Like, you know, that line's coming on your second or third listen. Yeah. So you're like, oh, I want to sing it this time because it's slightly different. Okay, and then uh, I, so we're going to go to the bridge next. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a bit of a guitar breakdown, I think, right? Right before yeah, the bridge. Yeah, and on that guitar breakdown, he's bringing back the rhythm. There's, that jumpy rhythm is driving through this song, right? Mm-hmm. So like guitar breakdown, something like... The idea is that it keeps it driving, keeps it changing. Mm. Right. Yeah. And then with the lyrics, they're saying, I remember the look in your eyes I when I told you that this was goodbye. You were begging me not tonight, not here, not now. We're looking up at the same night sky and pretending the sun will not rise. Be together for one more night somewhere, somehow. Mm-hmm. So what's, what's interesting in this one is he's using this, like, similar... Um, he uses a lot of I and E sounds in his rhymes for the rest of this. Yeah. But then he, instead of breaking these lines up with that ow sound, he puts it now at the end of mm-hmm. each one and uh, lets us have, like, three lines tied up with the not here, not now, and then another three lines tied up with somewhere, somehow. Like, it's yeah. a very nice conclusion to each part of that little bridge. Mm-hmm. I like, um, you know, we talked about how this song is super lighthearted. They're not taking it super seriously. I think the bridge is the one exception. I feel a moment of sincerity here in the bridge. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a couple of things. Like, you can, he drops the vocal range a little bit. This is no longer at the edge of his range. So you can hear yeah. he's hitting these notes straight. Um, he's hitting them It's very solidly within his range. He still uses the words like tonight, uh, one more night. But he's no longer doing like the little twangy thing with he's his voice. He's not doing the gimmick. He says it. He says, um, yeah, something, um, you were begging me not tonight, not here, not now. Yeah. And you can hear him enunciate tonight. 
It's yeah. crazy that he can say it normal. Yeah. But so he you, does here. <laughs> that, and that difference stands out, right? Yeah. I think the rest I of the think. song is fun. He's nostalgic, but this is like the kernel of truth in the song, I yeah. feel like. So. He's also painting a scene yeah. pretty vividly for us. So that's why you're just like, oh, I remember seeing you begging me not to break yeah. this up. So it really does get to a little more of a truthful place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. And then he goes back into that chorus uh, saying, and, and it's the same as the last time we heard the chorus, the four mm-hmm. lines now. Uh, and this goes back to the typical, if I could find you now, things would be better, blah, yeah. blah, and then ends with, let your waves crash down on me and take me away, yay, yay. Yeah. So he goes back into that little last vocal effect to, mm-hmm. you know, transition out of the song. Yeah. But it's not like, um, I still think because he doesn't put it in that bridge it gives it gives that bridge a very special place of mm-hmm. like truth i think the coolest part of the last chorus is the on the words we could leave this town um leave this town the rest of the band cuts out mm-hmm. and you just hear him belt that line that leave this town is just vocals yeah and, um yeah like we said emotion is everything in the song and that last little hit of ultimate desperation where you hear just his voice mm-hmm. i think Puts a little bow on it. It's that ultimate nostalgia of like, like this could be like a parallel life that we had where we could leave yeah. this town, and it's just like it would, it would have been so good. Yeah, um, but it's not. And you know, they became a famous band, toured the states, mm-hmm. so they did leave the town. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it's a, it's a really good song about nostalgia and. But it it doesn't hit that on such a heavy point that it's a sad song. But yeah. you've got just the right amount of teen boy angst, mm-hmm. which is what we live for as people our age. Yeah. <laughs> Millennials. <laughs> so um, if you don't mind, you know, yeah. I'd like to talk about why I picked this particular hot dog. There's a lot of hot dog songs out there. Right? We're back on the hot dogs. Yeah. I'm it's sticking great. with this analogy. It's great because I'm a vegetarian. I don't relate. I don't want a hot dog. I don't want a steak. I want Taylor Swift songs. Yeah. <laughs> but keep All going. Right. Why we picked this frozen pizza instead of the gourmet something. That's the equivalent analogy. <laughs> Not right? a gourmet pizza, but a gourmet something. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> but, Go ahead. Okay. So um, I'm going to get a little bit in uh, history here, right? So kind of the genre of pop punk evolved uh, out of punk, right, um, in the late 70s into the 80s, right, with yeah. bands like um, the Buzzcocks and um, I'm forgetting my checking my notes here. Yeah, bands like the Buzzcocks and things. And then into the 80s and 90s, I think, is where kind of the template of pop punk was born. Um, mm-hmm. Two bands I want to mention are Bad Religion and The Descendants. So Bad Religion was kind of talking, evolving out of punk, but it was a lot more melodic than what was previously. And then the Descendants were using punk music, but it was a lot of very like lighthearted lyrics. And you can kind of see that combined into this song here. Um, and then going into late 90s, early 2000s, you had bands like Green Day, Blink-182. Um, and then after Nirvana um, broke out with the grunge scene, it kind of led the gateway to this type of music as well. Like after grunge followed like pop punk, it became popular and became the phenomenon of the 2000s that we remember um but another big thing that tied it together was warp tour which was this festival that would tour the states every summer and was sponsored by vans and i'm getting to the point that this vans was a skating brand so there was kind of this tie between pop punk music and skateboarding and i mentioned that because you know skateboarding is kind of a sport that's done when it's the weather's nice outside it's warm it's sunny and Places that have that are places with beaches like California. So a lot of these bands came out of California 
yellow card was on the other coast, came out of Florida. So I think what I'm trying to get at is the vibes you get from this song, Ocean Avenue, the beach vibes, the carefree vibes, the driving uh, power chords behind the song. It took all of these things that made pop punk pop punk and put it into this song. And I think this is a fantastic like gateway song into the genre. This was one of the first ones that I loved out of pop punk. And I think it very clearly, if you had to tell someone what is a pop punk song, this is one you would put right in front of them and say Ocean Avenue by Yellow Card. And that is why, I, that's why I, what I'm trying to say is I think this is the most hot dog the hot dog song could get. <laughs> Not so, to put too fine a point on yeah. it. <laughs> That's why but it's I, a hot tag. That's why I absolutely love um, <laughs> this song. And, you know, despite it not being that complicated, I think it's a song that I love. Yeah, that's great. Um, are there any other songs that you would recommend if uh, people like this song or what we're talking about, the themes we're talking about? Uh, mm-hmm. Is there something you would recommend they listen to? Yeah, so I talk a lot about the rhythm uh, and how that drives the song. I think another song that does that is Weightless by All Time Low. We talked about All Time Low before, but I really love Weightless as well. It has this breakdown. I shouldn't say breakdown. It has this little interlude between um, chorus and verse. Mm-hmm. It goes something like... And I love the rhythm that they put into that song. So um, Weightless by All Time Low is what I would recommend. Yeah, that's a really good one. Yeah, and f- so that's a good song. For me, I would probably recommend uh, Blink-182's I miss you because it's Mark Hoppus, the singer. Mark Hoppus and Tom DeLonge. Tom DeLonge, that's what mm-hmm. I'm thinking about probably. Uh, but the way that they sing the chorus of uh, Don't waste your time on me, I'm already the voice inside my head. Uh, I think it's actually... You're, you're already you're already <laughs> see that shows you how much i know yeah. <laughs> but um just that little whiny noise which i i gotta admit i hate it a little but i also love it a lot and yeah. uh it's just got the perfect amount of like don't make me listen to this to make me want to listen to this yeah. <laughs> and it's a really good song because of that little angsty note in it and i i think it's great so if you like that angst and uh, I think it's also a nostalgic song and, you know, similarly not too serious. Uh, I think that that would be a good song for you. Uh, that's I Miss You by Blink-182. All right. You got anything else for this one? No, that's, uh, that's it for me. Uh, so thank you for listening, everyone. And uh, don't forget to, like, leave a comment if you have any comments for us or feedback. And uh, subscribe to our podcast. It comes out every two weeks. Uh, it's bi-weekly and uh, feel free to follow and we uh, really appreciate you listening to this one if you liked this uh, also check out our other episodes we talked about a song from all time low from fallout boy and taylor swift and hosier so yeah we'll see you in our next episode yep this has been decomposition see ya see ya